0: everybody doing tonight or today or whenever you happen to listen to this my name is Joe and uh, my partner co-host his name is Al and he is still not back yet Al is doing a uh, big move so I guess he's stored up enough shit over the years so that he's got to spend a lot of time moving uh, if you listen to the first solo show that I did, um, it was pretty terrible, and this one probably will go the same way. But one of the things that's interesting about doing something for the first time is that uh, it scares the shit out of you. It's scaring the shit out of me. It's not in my comfort zone. And uh, But I think like anything, if you if you do it enough, you'll get somewhat good at it. Uh, not that I really want to do this that many times, because uh, my my thing is where we talk about so many abstract things that have no real, you know, defined answer, it's always good to have somebody to bounce things off of. Um. So, that being said, I was, I thought of a topic, and of course, you know, we don't, spend a lot of time talking about uh, stuff that's easy here we we tr- we often touch on all the things you're not supposed to talk about during the holidays like you know race religion politics things like that because it's they tend to be hot button issues and uh, you know that, that everybody's got an opinion and and uh, those opinions clash and uh, you know oftentimes things go off the rails uh, at any rate I'm gonna get started and I'm gonna talk about race a little bit and I'm just gonna give uh, give my perspective on race and how I form my opinion on race and uh, and try to try to kind of uh, maybe lay out a coherent narrative that you can understand. And uh, if you don't understand it, then I've done a shitty job because I'm going to try to speak and, and in plain English. And uh, not, under, not agreeing isn't the same as not understanding. Uh, but at any rate, here it goes. So, and when I mean race, I'm going to talk about uh, African-Americans in the United States. Um, we're not going to get into, you know, whether Mexicans or And what I want to do is try to talk about my experiences and the experience of others that I've come into contact with. So to get started, uh, I'd just like to say that I I was brought up by two people that might as well be hippies. And there was no racism in our household. Everybody was seeing the same or um, seen as the same. Everybody was equal. Uh, that was pretty much ingrained into all of us, all of us kids when we were growing up. And uh, we moved when I was uh, seven years old. We moved to a, a brand new neighborhood. And this neighborhood was uh, a neighborhood which a lot of people were moving into who had l- lived in the Boston area, typical. Uh, uh, more precisely, the South Boston, um, Dorchester area, of Boston. And this was in the '70s when busing. If you if if you're familiar with that, if you're old enough to remember, there was there was a great deal of busing going on, where they would bus, uh, you know, because everything was seg everything was segregated then, even even up here and the People's Republic of Massachusetts. It was segregated. And uh, we had, you know, you so they what they did is they started bussing, you know, black kids into white neighborhoods and white schools and white kids into, you know, black neighborhoods and black schools. And most of the, uh, a lot of the white people who had options would have nothing to do with that. And they moved away and brought their, kids. They either put them into a private school or they moved away. And uh, I have to say some of the people that I grew up around with some of the most racist, uh, you know, and I, I don't use the term racist. Let me talk about racist. I don't use the term racist lightly. And and I believe it gets thrown a, around uh, way too easy. Um, you know, I, I think a true racist is somebody that hates someone of a, of a different whether it be skin color or ethnicity who there is actual visceral hate in their heart for uh whatever whatever nationality or skin color or ethnicity this per, a person might be and you know you uh you really I think to, in order to be a tr- a true racist you really have to have that have that hate and man, I met a lot of people that had that hate. And what was interesting to me, never having grown up around any black people, um, I didn't know a black person. And as a matter of fact, to this day, I I don't really have any black friends. I've met black people along the way. Um, never had a bad experience. Uh, I had a brother-in-law that was uh, well, he was he was Cape Verdean, I believe, and uh, but. You know, I, I would guess you would call him black, and uh, he was nice guy, hard working guy, and my sister has three beautiful children with him, and uh, you know they got divorced, but that's uh, neither here nor there. It's uh, but but my experience with black folks is is fairly limited. Um, but in an anthropology, you know, an anthropological sense, I look at the disadvantages. Of the Af- the African American experience is one that's uh it's pretty unique. It may not be unique within the world, but it's it's a, certainly a unique experience in the sense that if you have an if you have a background, if you have an ethnic background, if you're Irish or you're Italian or you're Norwegian or you're Swedish or you're English, you can, t- you typically, you have a culture that you can trace back, um, through generations and probably many generations. And you have a, you have a culture that not only, uh, gives you a, a, um, you know, a, a way that you think, but also a way that you behave and, and a way that you, uh, Conduct yourself, and how, what, what you're supposed to do in a family situation, and now not. It doesn't mean that all of this is good, but it means that uh, if you picture in the African American experience being brought here, um, you know, and and of not free will, uh, putting in one of these horrible slave ships, or just born into slavery, having, you know, having family members just taken away and sold sold like they were they were goods which which that's the way they were treated um, and I, I believe that although it I, I think that it gets better I want to say that the uh, having grown up having having experienced that and let's face it uh, once the Civil War ended uh, black people were free but they weren't really free I mean, basically, uh, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. I mean, that's when they African American folks actually got, you know, legislative freedom. But even today, uh, being black, you know, they they talk about there's a lot of white privilege talk, and I would argue against not using that because. I would, I would rather point towards a, an African American having a disadvantage rather than a white person having an advantage. Uh, it, it, it may just be semantics, but it's also, I don't know, you put, you, you don't want to put the majority population on their heels. Um, so that they're saying, now wait a minute, You know what privilege do I have? I mean, I grew up with nothing, I started a business by myself, and there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, that would be much more open to you know the idea, understanding and the idea that uh, African-American folks had a disadvantage rather than white people being privileged. And uh, Because truly, there are a lot of white people, that grew up basically with, you know, but I mean, I I grew up with very little. We had we didn't have much. And uh I was able to put myself through college and I was able to, you know, I, I was on my own. And uh I think you see a lot of failure in the African American communities especially in the inner cities because of the very essence of not having an identity, if they don't. You, you, you weren't brought up in a culture. You weren't brought up in a. Uh, you, you, they, the African American folks have to put had to put together a new identity for themselves, um, coming from slavery, and I, I, I think that's a very difficult thing to do, even though there's, there's a lot of people that see themselves you know, in the same light uh, coming from, you know, coming here with nothing from another country. It's different. It's fundamentally different. And and I think that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why there is a, there are problems in the inner cities. And if, you know, anybody wants to uh, think of me as a racist because I mentioned that, then you're a fool because all you need to do is travel to, Martin Luther King Boulevard in any city in America. And you're going to find that it's usually a poorer, not as nice section of the city, wherever the city might be. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's horrible, but it means that African-American inner city people have a tough time. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk that I don't really believe in as far as, you know, I don't think African-American people are lazy. I don't think that they are different. I think one of the huge things is that there is a unique sense of, of lack of opportunity. And if you give, if you raise anyone, if you bring up anyone in a system where there is no opportunity, and basically no opportunity means no hope, then you're setting yourself up as a society um, for some real bad shit to happen because if you got no hope and you got nothing, you know, nobody's going to hire you and you've got all this negativity aimed towards you, then you're not going to be able to do very well. Um, and more than likely you'll end up in some sort of a, if your family's not, not whole and you didn't have a strong, you're, you're a young male and, and you didn't have a dad around and, uh, you know, money was always tight and, um, uh, maybe there was some problems with drugs in the family. Maybe, you know, maybe there were some problems with, uh, just, just making ends meet and you'll find many uh, black families where, you know, the mom was working three jobs. So it's it's tough to raise kids when dad left and uh, mom's working all the time. I mean, you're basically raising yourself and your your peers are probably doing the same thing and, and you end up maybe in some sort, with little to no hope, you end up in a situation where, you know, there, there might be some... Uh, drugs going on, some violence, some some stuff that we're seeing in the, the south side of Chicago right right today, the stuff that's happening today. Um, and there's a lot of people that think, well, these people, these African Americans need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. And, you know, you can say that, but how do you do it without the opportunity? You... you you have to have that opportunity. Um, and I don't think there are white people that understand. And for some reason, I, I, I get it. Now, maybe I don't get it, and I'm going to get hate email and uh, be called all kinds of awful names, or maybe I'll even be called a racist. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, unlike many I'm not going to say all, but many ethnic people that come to this country, uh, it's impossible to hide from being black, from being African American. I mean, you can be an Italian person, and you're pretty. You can be pretty much a white guy. Uh, a Latino person can, you know, pass as a white guy. Um, you know, you can you can fall into that into, uh, ca- ca- Caucasian or white people. Uh, is a pretty big range of people that fall into that category. Um, whereas, if you're African American, you can't you can't hide. Not that you not that you want to, nor nor should you have to. But unfortunately, if I go into a a store, regardless of where it is, no one's going to follow me around, thinking that I'm going to take off with shit, and I would imagine that there's uh, a lot of African-Americans, maybe I can't speak for all, but I'm going to say that there's a, there, I bet a majority has had a situation where they've been, uh, just because of the color of their skin, they are looked at differently, and uh, there is a, you know, there is a prejudice there that uh, even good people have a prejudice I mean prejudice just means you've you've prejudged but you've prejudged ba- based on what you've seen and heard and and I think you kind of create a feedback loop you know so if things aren't going good in the African-american community um, through the complete lack of education and opportunity then you know and there's, there's Bad shit going on, and this, you know, you're the only way you can make ends meet is to steal or, or you know, get a shit job at McDonald's or something. And that's, you know, and that's the highlight. That's going to be the highlight of your life. Where, where the, where the hell are you going to go without a, a college education or, or you just, you know, extremely smart, uh, you know, that the your high school education that you get in the inner cities uh, is is, from what I've seen, and is just awful, and. Uh, it's very very tough to to get out of that situation as i i've heard many of the uh, entertainers who have lived in that type of situation that they they say that look it this is it's just you know it's it's a hopeless situation and what are you going to do you you either sell drugs or you you know if you're fortunate enough to have a skill you can do some rap music and uh and then of course there's there's a, a large population of African Americans that do quite well. They've they've somehow broken the mold and they're you know, they can look back generations and their families have done well. Maybe they probably lived up north, um, you know, and uh are are doing quite well. And you see more and more African Americans doing better and better as time goes on. I have tremendous optimism and and hope that the uh the future for African Americans in this country is going to be, we will come to a time. It might not be in my lifetime and it, you know, I don't know if it's going to be in my kid's lifetime, but there will be, will come a time when people just don't see color. Um, I see it in, uh, I saw it in my own, my daughter when she was younger, you know, just didn't, didn't really, uh, didn't really recognize, didn't, didn't matter. You know, this is just another person. And, uh, you know, it would be great if we could snap fingers and just get to that point, but you know we're not going to get there. And you know, it's it's I, I certainly don't want to come across as some sort of an apologist too for uh, the African American community. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a very dynamic situation that the the thing that I c- c- the conclusion though that I come to is. It is a tough thing to be in a situation where you have so little opportunity compared to the next guy, and you are you are discriminated discriminated against because of the color of your skin, and that's there's no question that 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 happens, and it happens a lot, and it happens today, and uh, so I, I think that there's a. Uh, You know, there's a right on that side uh, in the African-American communities to, you know, be pretty pissed off about that. And uh, our president, you know, Barack Obama, um, or former president, before uh, the great great Donald Trump with that wonderful hair, the orange hair, um, before that came along, Barack Obama would talk about, you know, I know what it's like to stand on the on the street and try to hail a cab and, you know, get no ride whatsoever. So I mean the the, the stereotypes and the the prejudice, and I'm not going to say racist. Um, I think that there are people that genuinely are afraid that, you know, wh- why take a chance? These black people could be. These could be thugs from, you know, the neighborhood that, that and they're going to stab me and rob me, you know, and, and that could be the furthest thing from the truth. But they're uh, they're certainly going to be, uh, you know, there are people that are just afraid and, you know, but they're not racist. They don't have hate in their heart towards that. That's not racism. That's that's fear. And uh, it's not meant to uh give anybody a pass, but it's also it's a real fear. Um, Law enforcement. I don't understand the uh, I don't know. There's there's just so many. Now, I'm not a big fan, and I've mentioned this several times on this show, of the Massachusetts State Police. And I think there's various police organizations, and certainly the uh, Los Angeles Police Department uh, after the Rodney King beating. There was just no way that those people that beat that guy shouldn't have gone to jail. You know, just no way. And uh, that police department was run by, uh, I forget his name, but he was before Daryl Gates, who was the uh, chief of police. And this guy was an out and out racist who built, basically the guy that, I think his last name might have been Powell or something, but he built the uh, Los Angeles Police Department and as African Americans were fleeing the south and moving towards towards the west uh, this guy was bringing white guys from the south to be Los Angeles Police Department guys and I saw that in a documentary and I don't I don't have any reason to disbelieve it you know there's there's as they say you know nobody's from California it's just a uh, Everybody moves there from somewhere, which you know isn't as true today, but it certainly was back in the forties, fifties, sixties when this gentleman was in power. And uh, you know, there's no question that folks in that community have been treated like shit just because of the color of their skin. And you don't hear, you know, and I'm um, my limited, my limited. Uh, experience uh, you certainly don't hear many good things about black people intermixing with the police it certainly doesn't seem to work out now maybe some of that's warranted i mean i saw you know it's you know that michael brown that got shot and there was no there was no videotape of that now i saw the video of that kid in the store Basically taunting and pushing around this these uh, Asian folks, who were uh, the owners of the store. So I mean, this guy wasn't a good guy, um, and I try to I try to keep that my mindset that you know they're in a community with again shitty schools, not a lot of opportunity, but nobody really knows what happened when that guy got shot. And there's nothing definitive. and uh, But unfortunately, the police have never done themselves any favors uh, just by their, their actions with African Americans. So I think there's a, um, there's fault. There's definitely fault when it comes to the police and the African American community. Uh, there's, you know, there's fault on both sides. Once again, you have a situation where you've got tremendous fear on the part of the, you know, police officers that have to go in and police communities that are in trouble, you know, and whether, whether it's the fault of the people that live there or not, the day-to-day reality is it's probably a pretty scary thing to do, and, and uh, they don't see much good coming out of that community, And, and then I go back and say, well, how could it? How could you see a lot of good because the opportunity isn't there, and uh, you kind of go back and forth. But the reality is, you know, if, if there's a bunch of people walking around and there's there's, I don't know. I I think I read that there, last year there were four or five thousand shootings in Chicago. I mean that's a that's a, in the in predominantly African American areas. And uh, you're a cop, and and whether you're white or black, I would imagine you would be afraid uh, as a police officer. And uh, that's a tough job. That's a tough job to keep the peace, and um, you know, but it's it's not okay. It doesn't give you an excuse to just shoot black people because you know, especially you know that anybody that saw that video where there was a guy that shot a motorist he just the guy was pulled over and i don't know what who, who cares what he had i mean he whether the car wasn't registered i mean he was running away the guy shot him in the back i mean i just you know it's just unconscionable so i don't know i i guess it's one of those this is a uh, a, a subject that's kind of my that's my, that's if you've listened to this, you've kind of got my point of view. You've got where I'm coming from. Um, I, I look at it as a, it's an American tr- uh, tragedy and it, it 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 really is. It's a it's a you know, you can't go back. you can't go back and change it. I mean, you can't fix it um, and make it all better. There's no quick, easy fix. I believe that it's just going to take time. And as people become more, you know, these are just people. These are people that just want to, they want the same thing that everybody else does. They want to, they want to be able to feed their kids. They want to be able to, you know, have a life for themselves, uh, take advantage of uh, this wonderful system that we have in this country. And it really is. I mean, it's, uh, you can certainly find a lot of fault, but, you uh, Compared to uh, the rest of the world, we're not so bad. Um, but like I said earlier, it's really tough to pretend that you're not black. It, although you shouldn't have to, but and people have a a predetermined belief system already in place, depending on you know their experiences in the past. Or experiences they've, they've been told about from people that lived with, uh, uh, you know, in or around the, the, the uh, communities that are predominantly, uh, you know, populated with black folks. And I'll tell you, when I was growing up, the, you know, I've, I've never had a bad experience with a black person ever. Uh, I had plenty more with white people than uh, with black people. And, uh, I'll tell you the, the amount of hatred that I saw towards these people is, was just incredible. And, you know, I don't, I I can't believe that anything was that bad, you know? And there, there was just the hatred, the level of hatred was frightening. I'll I'll give you a story. I was, uh, I'm in, I build houses now, and uh, when I was younger, I went to South Boston uh, to look at a job, and this was in the 70s, uh, and I went with uh, my dad who was, did a little contracting, and he was talking to the owner, this was a, uh, there was a lot of triple deckers, it was just, you know, means there's three, there's an apartment on each floor, three apartments total. And I, was, I went and looked through the house, and I was probably, you know, 12, 13 years old at the time, 14. And people had, there was just stuff painted everywhere, this this uh, horrible profanity and kill all the, you know, N-word this and N-word that, and just some of the nastiest, ugliest shit you'd ever want to read. And I, I walked out, and I... I Said to the guy who my father was talking to. I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Somebody must have broke into your place there, and uh, you know, spray painted that, all that horrible stuff on the walls." And he goes, "Oh, no, no. My uh, my kids were bored, so I gave them each a spray can, and they went in there. We're gonna we're tearing those walls out. So this is what I'm talking about. That it's not only was this guy just just." hated black people uh any black person um he taught his kids to hate black people and uh you know that's a pretty that's a tough that's a tough battle right there Uh, it's going to be very hard to win over somebody like that and if you teach your children to hate black people as well i mean how how are you going to beat that other than time I mean, you can't just, I mean, if you got hate in your heart, you can't, you're never going to fix somebody like that. You know, you, you, I don't know, maybe you can, but uh, it's, that's tough. And I think that's why, you know, every decade we see better and better things. Um, It doesn't excuse this far left shit where, you know, everybody's a, you know, everyone's called a racist no matter you know, they, they, they said, oh, a black person uh, fell down outside and he I think he might have been drunk. And, you know, automatically so this guy's, a, oh, well, you're stereotyping and you're a racist. And I mean, that, that bullshit's got to got to go away because that's doing it's kind of like the white privilege thing. You know what? You can say it. There's truth to it, but it's not doing you any good. It's pissing off a lot of white people. now myself. Because I get it, I understand it, but there's a lot of people out there that don't feel that way. So, and they would agree that black people have been, uh, have had a raw deal in this country. I mean, is how how could you argue against that? Uh, They were black people were you know African American people in this country were slaves. I mean, how can you say that they you know started off great? You know they didn't just immigrate here or free will they were has any anybody out there ever seen a diagram of a slave ship and how people were i mean it was it's just atrocious how human beings treated other human beings but um so that's my uh that's my perspective on race and uh naive, maybe. I don't know. I, I think I as an, someone that's fairly optimistic, I, I see it as a uh, I see it as something that's getting better. And uh, as time goes on um, and it's not, you know, it's not five years. It's it's another 50. I think there'll come a time in the United States where color just isn't seen. And uh you know i i just think of that if we get get rid of the agitators and slow it's slow it's a slow change hopefully the children of the children that were spray painting the house with you know profanity and racist comments all over the place are you know hopefully they're not teaching their children to hate all people of color you know so well i think that's uh That's going to be my little half hour show tonight because I'm not taking any breaks and uh, I'm going to put this out there and it might be shit. uh, But, you know, I can already feel that maybe the topic is horrible. uh, People don't care or don't want to listen, but uh, I can already feel I think it's a little better than the, the first show, you know. So I've gone from, you know, Dog shit, the horse shit. But listen, I hope uh, hope all three of you that listen to this show on a regular basis are doing well. And uh, I think I've got Al back here on Thursday, which is tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow night, and he usually gets the he does he does all this editing. I had to teach myself how to how to you know put the intro in and the outro and. Um, it's kind of fun actually, but I enjoyed doing this show. I can't do two hours of it because, uh, you know, I don't have to, I can't look it up in, I suppose I could pause and go look at something, but I don't think anybody wants to listen to me for more than half an hour. Probably 10 minutes is too much, but hope all is well with you folks. And, uh, either the two of us will be back or I might be doing another solo show. Y'all take care.